if anybody out there right now listening has the guts to sue me who thinks I have money, I'm coming to court. <laughs> hey, roaches and worms. I'm Toddy Tondera, and welcome to my audio thrifting diary. I scour through secondhand items, searching for vibrant vintage, useful unusuals, big budget bangers, trendy trinkets, cool collectibles, and good garbage. Each week, we curate a thrift haul, dive into the details, play some games, and maybe even a few surprises. I'm still sentimentally attached to things you have forgotten. It's time to get thrifty. Hey, who said you could come in here? I'd rather on the ground than in your bed. I'll sleep on the lawn or stay up instead. Pile dogs. Welcome to another energy-filled episode of Thrifty Secondhand Shopping for Worm People. Once again, I'm your host, Toddy Tondera, and if this is the first episode you listen to, thank you for listening. If you listen to the past two episodes of this era, thank you for listening and downloading. And for the OG roaches, as always, throw those W's up in the air. A big win for everybody else. And today's topic is very close to my heart. We've had some episodes uh, based around it, but this is going to be specific. But uh, picture this, a basement. In 1994, with a pool table and a pool light. And there was little old me down there recording cassette tapes, my own voices on cassette tapes, and I would turn on the light. And that meant I was recording so my grandfather wouldn't pop in the room and be like, what up? I'd be like, no, light's on. And I would record myself calling fake baseball games, fake wrestling matches, (laughs) all kinds of weird stuff. So today's topic is very close to my heart. As I said, we're going to be talking about thrifted cassettes. And on panel today, uh, one time we ate Battleship Hoagies and then fixed my car via YouTube. Always on the top of the pops, it's DJ Lil. Welcome back to the show, Lil. Thank you for having me. And man, I could go for a triangle hoagie right now, but... Not a car incident, so... Yeah, the day we did that, I don't it even... It was thi- cold, too. I, yeah, I don't even think that the, that place exists anymore. It does. It does? Yes. It just doesn't have the same sign? It... Does it have a sign? It... I swear it had one, and now it Uh-oh. doesn't, so I thought it closed. But anyway, yeah. That's it's, something. They're still in there making them, as far as I know, but I have become too sensitive to gluten to <laughs> eat a kettle chip. I will eat it, but I will Be pay mad. the consequences. <laughs> and you're the current holder of the elf deity puppet. Um, so it seems. Grumble, grumble. And if you walk away from this episode with that puppet, that means there will be another deity next week but if i win it back in the game the trophy returns home to thrifty but right now you are the holder of it also on the show today the doctor of good vibes and hair care it's rachel stratton welcome back to the thrifty couch rachel thank you for having me again so uh i'm hoping 
that I can get that uh, puppet back uh, for the show, but you were the original holder of the elf puppet. What would it mean to you to have that pu- puppet back to you? It would mean uh, a minor inconvenience to you <laughs> finding a new deity, and I am happy to be uh, uh, on that task. Well, this one is fluffy, so that's the that's the <laughs> reason why I want it. But uh, without further ado, let's jump into it today to get into our topic and our thrift finds. It's time, it's time to get to thrifty. Get thrifty. So we have six objects, uh, two each, that we're going to be going over. And while we go over these objects, we're going to be asking each other multiple choice questions. And if we get those questions right, we get a point. Whoever has the most points by the end of the episode wins the episode and also the Elf Puppet Trophy. Uh, So far, Rachel has been the first holder, passed it to Lil last week. So uh, this is the same three that we've been riding with for this era so far. So I think it's my turn to get it. Mm-hmm. I'm not mm-hmm. getting too attached to Elf, as you can see. Yeah, you're um, keeping sitting distance. next to him, yeah. but detached. <laughs> so, uh, yes, yeah, so we have some music. And DJ Lil and I uh, have done a lot of episodes on music, including uh, when, I, when you were first on the show, Lil, and I went to uh, be a part of the Balloon Animal Petting Zoo. Yeah. Over at WPTS in uh, Pitt. So this is something we've discussed a lot. Uh, The first cassette out of the cassettes that we're going to be looking at today is uh, something I've mentioned on the show before, but not went over fully. Uh, We're going to be looking at one of the first musicians I I ever listened to music from. We're talking about Ozzy Osbourne right now. Yes, we are. Ozzy Osbourne, No More Tears, which came out in 1991. All right. Uh, some memories with this, with this cassette. Uh, so in the family, my Uncle Tom, mailman, six foot six, <laughs> he, uh, he had a white Mustang convertible. And this thing isn't as pretty as you'd think it was. <laughs> um, it was all it was all busted up and bent out of shape. Um, I remember specifically him picking me up from my childhood home with the top down, and we would listen to "No More Tears" by Ozzy over and over and over again. <laughs> uh, the fun part about that whole thing was is we're talking decades later. I ended up owning the car. And crashing it, in fact. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, so I owned it and crashed it. And uh, that was uh, my first car. Yeah, I was uh, driving driving down like a like a, like a a road uh, on these like Western PA roads. Oh. And the brakes gave out, so I just smashed Whoa. it. <laughs> so I smashed that up. But um, uh, I also have in my possession back a old vintage Ozzy Osbourne Blizzard of Oz mm-hmm. purple T-shirt. Yeah. The last time I had mentioned the shirt on the show, notorious shirt, the notorious shirt on the show, I was no longer the owner of it because uh, an ex of mine accidentally took it with them when they literally moved out of my house. Oh, it was stolen. (laughs) Yeah, and uh, I had mentioned it on an episode prior. And then, like, a week later, it ended up on my porch. (laughs) I think unrelated. I think unrelated, though. I think unrelated, but Mm -hmm. it was on 
the porch it's all nice. folded up in a box so i now have the aussie shirt so there was a continuation to the lost aussie shirt because yeah. i talked about this shirt you I was put like, it out in the universe and, mm-hmm. the- <laughs> and it literally came it, back onto my porch yeah. <laughs> um but i'm gonna read the track list for you because there's a lot of cool stuff on here and um not only was this my first introduction to aussie but it was it was strange uh finding aussie before black sabbath because Black Sabbath is, I mean, Ozzy and Black Sa- Sabbath are synonymous, but I knew that Ozzy was a thing. And then my uncle was like, well, there's also this thing. And I'm like, what? So, <laughs> um, but it's uh, Mr. Tinker Train, I Don't Want to Change the World, My Mom Coming Home, which is the clip you'll hear later on in the episode, because that's one of my fave songs. Um, another hit that I liked on here was Zombie Stomp, mm-hmm. because. Ozzy gets to say zombie stomp. And it also was the first time that I heard like monster vocals. Because oh. it's like yeah. zombie <laughs> stomp. <laughs> and as a kid, I was like, whoa, you could do weird stuff to your voice. Didn't know that you could do that. So I <laughs> put it into my own art as an eight-year-old. And I would record myself <laughs> making noises like yes. that. Um, but I have two copies of this. One I thrifted. And the one I'm actually holding in my hand is the copy is the copy from back in the day. Wow. And so it's a little worn. I don't play it anymore. I play my thrifted version of it, but... Keep it safe. Yeah. Yeah, but it kicks ass. Ozzy Osbourne, No More Tears. Mom on Coming Home definitely reminds me of my early 20s when I moved out and then I had to move back home to live with my mom again. (laughs) And so I definitely... I remember listening to that as I was moving back home and I was like, all these years I've known this Mm -hmm. song... And it was for this day. Um, so, yeah, uh, that's a, a, a cool Aussie tape that um, is not the most expensive cassette that I own. But it might be my favorite just because it's, yeah, I think it's one of the first actual physical pieces of music I listened to. Um, so that's find number one for today. Uh, so what do you folks know about Aussie? What do you folks know about Aussie? Love Ozzy. Love that he chewed on a bat head. That's pretty Love sweet. Black Sabbath. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a big fan of his current day mumblings. Absolutely. The you reality wanna, show you Ozzy. You want to ask him about anything? Uh, is the answer. Well, now, and I'm fine with it. Now they have a um, a paranormal uh, hunting show. Oh, that's right. Yes. Had so no idea about this. He I have sits in the middle of his wife and his son, and he says max 10 words an episode. Wonderful. But it's in their little home movie theater, them all together, so... They that's get cool. together. Mm-hmm. That's cool that like I have heard about that. Haven't checked it out that yet. That they're like right. I guess still happy as a family, yeah. right? Uh, no. So Maybe I yeah. don't like to speculate on that. I don't yeah. want to be wrong later. Yeah, that's that's fair. <laughs> that's fair enough. Uh they the the Osborne's reality show of the mm-hmm. early 2000s. I think by the second season, they uh, I don't know the exact number, but I think it's like they made it like a crazy amount of money per episode, each in- individual one. Absolutely. Because huh. MTV had that kind of money at that yeah. time. And did you know right. that there was a third Osborne child living in the house that was never yes. included? I didn't. No. I did not know that. Yep. There was a uh-huh. third sibling that who did, refused just to be a part, part of it. it. Yeah. Didn't oh, want to be so a part everything was filmed that. around them. Yep. Yeah. I believe oh. they, uh, I think their name was mentioned. 
in the show at some point, and I think that's why I remember that. But yeah, there was a whole one that was just like, I don't want to do. I don't no know. way, no Not way. Not signing off on that because it's to them. It's like it's a little different to them. It's just like I don't want people fucking filming my parents. Like I don't want to my brother yeah. being weird in a tool shirt. Like, <laughs> yeah. so I get it. Um, but I have a few Aussie based questions. Mm. For the panel today, right. see if you could start racking up some points after my first thrift find, Ozzy Osbourne, No More Tears. So, our first question brings back Ozzy to his teenage years. As a teenager, Ozzy Osbourne was quite mischievous. <laughs> the future rock and roll megastar spent six weeks in Winston Green Prison for what? <laughs> what did young... Ozzy go to prison for A, driving without a license, B, robbing a clothing store, C, selling marijuana. It couldn't be. Marijuana. (laughs) D, he was in jail for some other reason, Hmm. and it's none of the above reasons. Um, I guess we'll go, we'll start with Lil first. As a teenager, Ozzy Osbourne was quite mischievous. The future rock and roll megastar spent six weeks in Winston Green Prison for what? A, driving without a license. B, robbing a clothing store. C, selling weed. D, none of the above. And if you're playing at home, I guess you could shout the answers out now because we can't hear them. Uh, DJ Lil, what do you think? What do you think about this question? I'm going to go with A, driving without a license. Because it seems like a good, like, gateway crime um pretty, e- pretty easy thing yeah to get easy caught. and uh six weeks seems like a yeah six weeks proportionate amount of time six weeks as opposed to the other ones i'm like eh, might yeah be robin longer. maybe longer yeah. um at the time you gotta think selling weed you gotta think at least that's one of the six longer, weeks yeah who yeah, knows maybe i made them all up so, maybe, he had, maybe he had to use the car for another crime. See that? Double crime. Yeah. Got caught for one. <laughs> oh. So Lil is going to go with uh, uh, teenage Ozzy Osbourne went to prison for driving without a license. Mm-hmm. A. Same question, Rachel. Uh, yeah. Why Why did Ozzy Osbourne go, uh, spent six weeks in Winston Green Prison for what? A. Driving without a license. B. Robbing a clothing store. C. Selling weed. D. He went to prison for another reason. None of the above. I'm going to guess that uh, I've, def- I've, I've I watch a lot of true crime. I know that people go to jail for way worse things for way less time. So I think I am going to pick. I am going to pick robbing a store. I have a feeling that somebody could get away with serving only six weeks for robbing a store in whatever year Ozzy was 17 years old. Yeah. Because you don't know the amount, too, because it could have been yeah. just a shirt or whatever. Right. So, yes, I'm going to go with B, robbing a store. So, we have A, driving without a license, B, robbing a clothing store. Uh, So, Lil, you went with A, driving without a license, and that is incorrect. Ah. So, you did not get a point there. Could Rachel get a point? Could I? Rachel went with B, robbing a clothing store. And that's correct. Oh. Rachel is on the board yes. early as per usual. Oh, I knew he was always well dressed. <laughs> so the circumstance was it was just yeah, like petty theft that um he also tried to get away with a TV which would have got him more in more issues. 
but he had to drop it because he was he got caught robbing yeah. a store so he kind of had to drop it and run and his father wouldn't pay uh, the fines because he wasn't taken to jail wasn't taken to prison yeah just right from that store there were fines that he accumulated because of all this and his father was like I'm not paying those fines. And mm. Ozzy's like, I'm a kid. I was obviously, st- he was stealing to sell these things for money. Yes. So then he had to, he had to go to prison. Huh. He just had to do it. So we have one point, Rachel. And it's for me. Rachel's on the board. And we have uh, one more Ozzy related question. And uh, of all of the albums Ozzy Osbourne was involved with, he lists this album as his favorite that he's been on. A, Diary of a Madman, which was his second solo album. Mm -hmm. B, Master of Reality, was his third album with Black Sabbath. C, he was on Shut Up, which was Kelly Osbourne's album, but the two of them did a duet of changes. Oh, Oh, that's right. Or D... Ozzy's favorite album that he's been on is none of these. So A, Diary of a Madman, B, Master of Reality, C, uh, the album Shut Up by His Own Daughter, or D, None of the Above. Rachel, what is on your mind? I would like to endear Ozzy enough that his favorite album would be his daughter's, but Master of Reality is too good. Too good to be second to Kelly Osbourne. So I'm going to go with B. His his favorite album is Master of Reality from Black Sabbath that he's ever been on. I mean, that one, I think, out of the ones listed, could possibly be at least my favorite. I don't know too much about the Kelly Osbourne album. That's for sure. <laughs> um, so you're going to go with B, Master of yes. Reality. Throwing it over to DJ Lil... Uh, of all albums Ozzy has been on, what was his favorite? A, Diary of a Madman, B, Master of Reality, C, Shut Up, or D, None of the Above? Mm-hmm. What are you thinking? I'd also like to think that he would choose that for, you know, sentimental family reasons. But I'm going to go with D, None of the Above, Ooh. because I think that there's some other albums out there not listed there that favorite. might... Might top the list for old Ozzy. Blizzard of Oz, No More Tears. Those are all great ones. Yeah. Could, possi- could possibly be it. So I'm going with D. D. Okay, so we have two different answers. We have a B, and then we also have a D. Rachel, you went with B, Master Reality. And you said that's his favorite album that he's been on. That's incorrect. Uh, it's not. Uh, uh, Lil. Uh, coming back with none of the above D. You think he's he likes another album he's been on, and that's incorrect as well. Oh, D too fast. That's yeah, incorrect did. as well. It was actually his second solo album, Diary of a Madman. Uh, he says his favorite songs are Over the Mountain and Flying High Again off of that. Okay, Ozzy. So All I right. guess it was a particular time in his life where he did a solo album because he was away from Black Sabbath because he got kicked out. Um, and then I guess he came into his own cause he's like, this yeah. is my second thing I'm doing by myself. So Here let's I am. do it. There's so a lot of pride there, uh, no points, no Not points, one. 
No points, but we did have one Rachel point mm-hmm. on the first question. I do got one. And I'm up to my second thrift find of the day. Uh, I, It is music for sure. It is music for sure. It's a regular music album. But I also was thinking that I'm, I might do a uh, Goosebumps uh, on cassette because I have over there on the mm-hmm. shelf there the audiobook of uh, The Revenge of the Lawn Gnomes. Mm. I was thinking about doing that. I also have uh, a cassette of the Twin Peaks soundtrack, but I thought I would be too much of a dork if I did that. <laughs> um, and then I have an old hip-hop cassette from Anticon, which was their first stuff they put out, and that's the stuff I'm into. But that doesn't have a lot of uh, information to get into, so I went with a classic, one of my favorite records, and we're talking about Violent Femmes from 19... 19- 83. Very nice. Um, but yeah, I, I just love it when uh, lovesick sycophants talk about jerking off for an hour. <laughs> um, and, and this is what this uh, this album was about. Uh, I'm not one of those people who's just like, their old music is their better music. I rarely have that opinion. Mm-hmm. Two bands that stick out in my mind that I do have that opinion of are Third Eye Blind and Violent Femmes. Well, of course, Third Eye right. Blind. What else are they supposed to make now? Yeah. What else are they doing? Yeah, uh, which I, I absolutely love Third Eye Blind's first record. I love it. It's so good. And Third it's lovable. Eye, Third yes. Eye Blind heads will, will tell you that Semi-Charm Kind of Life, that's the worst song on that tape. Of course it is. It's the worst one. All the other ones are just like, yeah, they're like real fucked up and sad. <laughs> anyway, let's get into the, the Violent Femmes. Um, this often is something that I forget that you can't do karaoke for because there's a lot of b- musical breaks in the songs. So I've tried to do a, at least a couple off this past karaoke's, and it's fine. But there's like a it's like musical break, 18 measures, and you're just like, fuck. I want to you delight. lose the steam. You, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because you just want to be like, yeah, people. Yeah. You know, you don't want to just be like, <laughs> wait for the, yeah, wait for the, yeah. <laughs> um, but I saw them live about five years ago, um, which was cool. Cause no, I didn't see them obviously in their original run, but it was cool just to see them. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, they have a ton of other music, but uh, I would say that this album would be my favorite album of theirs. And I was happy to find it, but if anybody out there does have Third Eye Blind's uh, first album on cassette, <laughs> for sure let me know because they go for like twenty to twenty-five bucks on oh, eBay. Dang! I would listen to that at least when I'm working. At least twenty-five dollars <laughs> worth of a mm-hmm. listen, right? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Um. So we're gonna get into the the questions for this thrift item in regards to the Violent Femmes. So, uh. A fun part of uh, the Violent Femmes live show is they incorporate a horn section. And that's something they've done for a long time. Uh, So Violent Femmes employ a horn section who are various musicians the band asked to perform with them. Usually providing more of like a free form jam type. They don't always play with the music but just kind of accompany it. Uh, What is that assemblance of horn musicians called? Mm. What do they call them, I should say? A flock of horn musicians. A, the beat-offs. <laughs> cool. Uh, B, the debonair dolls. Mm. C, the horns of dilemma. Mm. Or D, none of the above. So the horn section that Violent Femmes use at their concerts 
What do they call them? Do they call them A, the beat-offs, B, the debonair dolls, C, horns of dilemma, or D, none of the above? And I believe, Rachel, you have the first crack at this one. You mentioned jerking off right off the bat. I'm going to have to go with the beat-offs, like without a second thought, (laughs) A... You know you're on Thrifty Podcast oh, when you're like, you've been talking about jerking off too much. Like, since the beginning. <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to we're gonna beat off that horn section. Beat-offs. The Violent Femmes and the Beat-offs up next. Ladies and gentlemen. What mm-hmm. do you think about that, DJ Lil? Do you think they're, they're the beat-offs? A is tempting, but if I don't get a point here, it's going to be the Horns of Dilemma playing. So <laughs> I'm going with C, Horns of Dilemma. Horns of Dilemma. Yeah. And that, that is the only. It's got a good ring to it. Yeah, it's the only one because it is in a horn section. And it's the only one of these four who literally says horns in the title. So you kind of know It's a good call. All right. Well, uh, the Violent Femmes horn section. Uh, what do they call that? A, the beat-offs, B, the debonair dolls, C, horns of dilemma, D, none of the above, Rachel was first, and went with A, the beat-offs, and that is incorrect. Oh, you got me. Incorrect. Surprising. thinking about (laughs) other stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Threw me right off. Yeah, Beat me right off. So... (laughs) Unfortunately, it's not the beat-offs. All right. But I thought the beat-offs right away, and I was like, actually... I should send an email or two because that <laughs> seems like a cool idea for them. Um, so, DJ Lil, you said C, mm-hmm. the Horns of Dilemma, and that is correct. Oh, really? That is That's correct. Awesome. They're called the Horns of Dilemma. I like that. So, a point for you. So, a uh, point apiece. That's not terrible considering. I, mean, I can live yeah. with that. I can Yeah, one out of two. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, well, one out of three. Um, so, we're... The second, we're up to the second question in regards to the thrift find that is the Violent Femmes tape I have from 1983. Um, So we're going to talk about lyrics. We're going to talk about lyrics. Okay. Okay. Finish this very known lyric by Violent Femmes. (laughs) They'll hurt me bad, but I don't mind. They hurt me bad. They, A, make me cry. B, say goodbye. C, do it all the time. D, they do something else because it's none of the above. They hurt me bad, but I don't mind. They hurt me bad. They A, make me cry. B, say goodbye. C, do it all the time. D, none of the above. And that would be, I think, would go back to DJ Lil. I think so. Hmm. Well, none of the options are beat off None so i don't off. know what to answer but there is something about doing it all <laughs> yeah. the time for the record this yeah. is this is taken from the song uh kiss off which is track two and that's that's the most common one i try to do a karaoke and forget mm. there's fucking just a nothing in the middle nothing, yeah. <laughs> yeah um i'm gonna go c on this one c is do it do all the time. time yeah do it all the time they hurt me bad but i don't mind they hurt me bad they do it all the time mm-hmm so um, DJ Lil is going to go with C, do it all the time. Rachel, what's your feelings here? Um, I kind of agree. Mm-hmm. It seems a little bit more complex than the rest. Mm-hmm. So I think I am gonna, I'm gonna also, also answer C, do it all the time. Do it all mm-hmm. the time. A double C coming up for this. So uh, finish this very known lyric by the Violent Femmes. They'll hurt me bad, but I don't mind. They hurt me bad. And they do it all the time. Yes. C is correct. Yay! 
So you each get a point. That felt right. You each have two points to your name. And this is where I submit myself to be on the other side of this and answer some questions and hear about some cool thrift finds myself. But two out of four, 50%, that's two yeah. points. That's a big lead over me who has none. Ozzy, what do you do when you are home? Do you try to be like the, the time that you do spend at home? Do you well, really try like to participate? Do you go to PTA meetings? Do you meet the teachers? Do you... The thing is, it's very difficult being oh, yes. at home. Uh, a, a, a telephone father because yeah. you miss them so much and when I come back from being on tour or, be, or being away for such a long time I tend to be like Santa Claus I bring them gifts because of, of the fact that I haven't been there on a daily basis to be their father you know I mean I adore my kids and so it's like I get like a shopping list over the phone. I want a tank. I want to. I want to. I want to. I want to look like a desert rat, or I want a, a doll, or you know. Do you uh, do you watch what comes into the house as far as music goes? Do you do you any do any censoring? I beg your pardon. You have such a wild reputation. You know, you yourself. Yeah. That a lot of parents are censoring your music for their children, right? Do you censor yeah. any music for your children? Do you say to them, I think you're no. too young to see this, or too young to see that? What I, what I do, if I think something's too unhealthy for my children, I stop it. I mean, if it, I wouldn't let my my kids stay up and watch Friday the 13th or Nightmare on Elm Street, you know, they've already seen it anyway, you know. <laughs> if you weren't you, would you let them see your concerts? So they, they come to my concerts. Do you like kids? They, they come on stage with me, it's... You know, uh, there's a, uh, I can't understand why people can't accept the fact that I'm an artist entertainer. And what yeah. I, it's like a clown, yeah. a guy that works in a circus. Do you see him walking around the street with his red nose and his makeup on? I'm just an entertainer. It's what I do for a living. And I enjoy what I do for a living. And it's great, you know. Long live rock and roll, you know. Uh, Lil, you are up next to showcase your cassettes yeah well as my name is dj lil here i am to give you a little music history lesson i'm ready <laughs> i just figure there's a lot of folks out there who maybe you're listening maybe you're like well what is a cassette what indeed are these people talking what are these clowns talking about to, now, yeah. what are these clowns talking <laughs> How about does it work what are these horns of dilemma <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> People, yeah, that's right. People, I forget that people do not know what cassettes are. Living, breathing uh, people. Yeah, I go out of my way to look through them. Or if I go to a show, I'm like, excuse me, do you have a tape of this? Mm -hmm. It's smaller to carry. Um, so cute. I figured, I was like, I'll just do a quick little uh, cassette spiel in here. Um, so cassettes, they're very easy to play, super user-friendly, re require very little storage space. Um, I would consider them to be a very efficient way to collect music until they melt in hot weather or the car. The yeah, car. the car yeah. is the natural enemy <laughs> of cassettes. That's a coffin for is. cassettes. They could, um, they, they could also pass like uh, like mildew and like fungus right. yeah, to... Um, into your head reader your yeah. readers your heads and like i come from a family of like music collecting so mm -hmm. we have versions of stuff that is car only and then versions of stuff that is like 
more special for like you have your copy you're Archival. saying like yeah yeah you don't want to overplay it for that reason the car will melt it um yeah i came from a pack of wolves so we didn't really yeah. have any rules <laughs> now you have the, yeah. the separate copies for different uses yep so like i said they can melt in hot weather in the car leaving you with a warped sounds like my favorite dio tape the holy diver album um i think that got close to too close to a heat vent or something shit um where the actual like the tape got damaged not and you could literally hear the waves. Uh, oh i still play it nice. and it's there's a few moments of ooh, mm-hmm. what are the neighbors thinking about me <laughs> now um yeah so the actual tape inside can get damaged either from rough handling which is a big no-no of any kind of media, mm. if you're a collector, loose tape, which can just spool right out, or a malevolent player. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. Well, you I, could, well the, the player could be infected and you don't know. And there's you, that, too. And then you throw it in. Absolutely. Yep. Well, that's why my Adam Ant Manners and Physique tape is literally scotch taped together for the first uh, bit of the tape. Thanks to the help from my husband, who was way more patient on that, um, <laughs> I was just immediately like, well, it's ruined. Forever. I got a tape player from the bins, and it just decided to <laughs> eat <laughs> whatever I put in it. And everything you love. So I it's kept... Cool that's, it's cool that it's still around. Oh, yeah. So yeah. that still plays. The tape player, I walked that thing right out to the dumpster. I was like, no, yeah. you will not curse anyone else. Unforgivable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, but yeah, scotch tape was on hand. So again, I think they're pretty user friendly in that kind of way. You can do like a quick fix. Um, and regardless of all these flaws, like we all have, I love to collect them even like, to, you know, like I said, like going to like actual shows. I actually have my, my bluffs cassette that oh, I yeah. bought. Bluffs, the theme to our show for mm-hmm. many reasons. Many, yeah. for many reasons. This is one of my favorite cassettes hell yeah um <laughs> i have that same cassette yeah, up there yeah, yeah i got this at the the thrifty thon 2019 2019 thrifty thon like september was... 2019 i think that was one of my favorite nights i've ever lived how about that wow yeah. this that? is from that from it that was night one of my fa- it was like one of the only times I threw something that was generally pretty successful. It was fun. And so I, I was a, like, hell yeah. And I got like a physical trinket from it. So I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, that's that. Yeah, that tape definitely has had heavy, heavy playing. Bluffs.bandcamp.com. There we go. Um, and it's got like all the cryptid songs. This is the something you've never seen yeah. before one. Yes. So love it. Highly suggest that everyone out there give it a listen. Mm-hmm. Um, but a cassette itself is there's analog magnetic tape inside a plastic cartridge like four inches long two and a half inches wide and about a half inch thick um so like a like a vinyl lp hopefully you can visualize that out there yeah. <laughs> there are two sides mm-hmm. you gotta flip it halfway through sometimes you gotta get that little pinky finger in there and get it nice Spool and snug it. yeah if you don't again the player will uh, could eat it. That's not a good sound. Uh, I have a question that you may know that I don't know, and it could be simple, or there could actually be no answer to it. Mm-hmm. Or everybody might know it, and I'm just the last one to know it, and I'm dumb. <laughs> um, so I'm playing a cassette. I'm playing it. I have a cassette player in my car, 
And if you play a cassette in the car, you play it all the way through on one side. Mm -hmm. Eventually, it just starts playing the other side. Yeah. And it freaks me out because in my own mind, I, f I feel like it's a fake play. Because I'm just like, I didn't turn it oh, you're around. you're to... Yeah, I didn't yeah. turn it around. So I'm like, what am I doing? So I actually take it out and flip it over and then rewind it a bit and play it. Because I'm just like, this is the no, proper way. It. Yeah. <laughs> it just makes... I don't know what it is. It just makes me feel weird if it automatically starts playing the other side and mm -hmm. I didn't flip it. I'm like, what's happening to the tape? Is what <laughs> right. Like, what inside the tape is going on? Don't so like it. it must be how the, um, like the stereo in the car is built. Okay. Because, like, you put it in, um, what, like, horizontal, like, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. You yeah. put it in horizontally as Hamburger. opposed to, like, yeah, as opposed to, like, a boombox or cassette deck or anything else where it might not have, like, that um, mechanism. Like, it yeah. might just be built differently inside. Yeah, because this is a if like, some, 2005 car. If there's, a, car. If there's audio, <laughs> audio engineers out there, could you yeah. <laughs> jump in on this answer? That's... <laughs> That's my thought. Yeah, yeah. Is how it, the mechanisms are built. It just makes me feel weird. It, it just that makes does, me yeah. feel. It just doesn't <laughs> right. feel good when the other side starts playing. Not trusting of the technology. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I Suspicious. don't know what's going on. Yeah. But the cars I drive, yeah, I've easily bought computers that have been more than the cars I've driven. <laughs> like <laughs> how yeah. much I've paid for them. Hell yeah. But anyway. Um. But yeah. So I mean, like I said, like tapes. There's lots of different like w ways to play them. Like I so said, like in the car, that's how I played tapes most of the time until they stopped making, they stopped making cars with that, mm -hmm. which is like my number one favorite feature of a car. Um, <laughs> Not even going anywhere. <laughs> no. <laughs> like where do I put the tape? But yeah, Walkman, boom boxes, like home stereos. And it really lent itself to home taping, um, leading to lots of legal like debates and whatnot Absolutely. and FCC and taping off the radio is exactly popular, yeah there's sure. a certain way you have to on the radio there's a certain way you have to word the song you just played so that people at home can't queue up a tape to record that song oh so yeah. they can't they can't let you that's know why too you far read that's why you like read back you don't say and next up is this 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 because then they're like oh got my tape ready oh, i'll never have to buy that that's why it goes yeah and that was yeah so I, that's... I remember taping stuff off the radio too oh and, yeah and waiting for uh bodies by drowning pool to come on because i was like <laughs> that that was that was a, a banger when i was mm -hmm. what in like eighth grade or and something you needed it as you gotta soon wait for as it, you wait for it, wait for it it was hot at the time yeah oh yeah and you know they're pretty cheap um there's also, do you, do you remember the tiny, tiny cassettes for yeah. answering machines? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a thing. Tiny that tapes. I don't even check my, what is it called, voicemail. So <laughs> bring me back the tiny tapes. Um, I don't even have voicemail set up. I, That's it, pretty smart. Yeah. You Demand know, a text. Yeah. My, <laughs> I don't, yeah. See, like. I have to, like, dig into my phone to get to it. I'm I like, have mixed well. opinions. Like, <laughs> yeah. Not for even anything malicious, but if I don't pick up a call for whatever reason, I'm not available. If you need to give me some information, you're going to have to let me know, but a voicemail is not going to help. I have convinced people in my family, which is very easy to do, <laughs> uh, very easy to do, that I have a phone that you can't ring. It doesn't ring. You can only text. And I had said this lie years ago. <laughs> And I was reminded of it by one of them. 
because um, I had seen one a few months ago, and they were just like, yeah, I know your phone, like, it doesn't ring. You can't call it. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, oh, I did say uh, that. Yeah, that is how my phone works. <laughs> so that's that's how I kind of stop. That's kind of how I avoid that. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, there's no tiny, uh, no tiny tapes you got to go buy and restock. No. No, no um, voicemail. No. No. But yeah, so tapes at home were really easy to make. I brought one of my mixtapes that I made when I was in high school. So um, cool. Amazing. It's here. I definitely have to check little, that out. You know, you got to make some like little album cover artwork for it. Yes. And you sit and you play and then you sit and you change. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Um, it's fun. It's a different kind of fun than kids have these days. I'm not. <laughs> I didn't. I barely use the internet, as I've heard on I past episodes. Have fun these days. Yeah, well. I've. I've done that. I've. Yeah, I've done mm-hmm. that for sure. Yeah. For so sure. like, it's it's very fun, like hands on. Oh, um, hey! In case you, you needed to... to know what this tape was for, it's for fun. Question yes. Exclamation <laughs> point. Um, I also brought. Uh, it, this is a CD, but it's just so I have a visual reminder. Mm-hmm. Um, the band Bow Wow Wow did a song called C, uh, C30, C60, C90 Go, which is just a really, really catchy song about not buying music. Um, cool. That they, I, this looks really cool, DJ Lil. I oh, like this case. It's dressed very nice. There's, if you open up the track listings inside, oh, of yes, course, I'm anal it. retentive. <laughs> um, for future me, I have to know what did I even put on there. Um, but yeah, so they put this uh, song out about not buying music and just taping and exchanging the tapes. And yeah, the music label was not happy about that. And I think when they released it, it was on a tape that had a blank side. So you could just use the other side to your own need. Oh, a DIY. So if someone can confirm that for me, that's what I remember. Very nice. Uh, there is uh, Paul McCartney's Vintage Clothes. Hell yeah. He's on this. Oh, I know. A, oh, that was probably like 2008 that I made that. Yeah, I know somebody I with a podcast who talks about like thrifting and stuff. Oh, yeah. So that's kind of cool. <laughs> I'll, I'll, uh, yeah, I'll let them know. Sir Paul song. Yeah. Um, so hopefully everyone out there who is not familiar with a cassette tape now is either more confused by my love of them <laughs> or intrigued. Um, and you can usually find them pretty cheap. Definitely a garage sale thing. So, yeah, yeah I mean, you might as well play them while they're still here because they do get worn out over time and by weather and yeah. like, like you said, like mildew conditions. Yeah, pretty Simply good track expire. List, yeah, eventually. they're at one point they're done. They're yeah. dead. Um, so my first item today, which I had much, much use of in the car when I was in high school, I was the friend who's like, my dad, let me use the car, go pick up my friends, drive everyone around. No one else wanted to get a license. So I said, well, if I'm driving, I get to play the music, and no, I'm not turning the AC on. Whoa. <laughs> so, not even the AC? Mm-mm. My windows, car, my windows open. Exactly. Respect the Duran Duran Rio <laughs> tape that we are going to listen to every time I pick you up. Um, yeah, I found this. It's probably one of the first tapes I bought for myself out thrifting at the Valley World, which my mom used to take my sister and I to where we got most of our, like, school outfits or just miscellaneous stuff. Um, and then as I got older, I was like, oh, yeah, they have, like, an area of, like, things that aren't clothes. And found <laughs> Durandri and Rio. Loved it. That's how that all started. Um, 
So that album came out in 1982 on Capitol Records. And like I said, it's probably my most played tape. Um, yeah, I think the tape that I... Yeah, just because yeah. of how long I've listened to it is my most yeah. played tape would be and No More Tears. It's a banger. All the songs on this album are good. This is a guilty that's, pleasure. That's a good tape. And I don't care. <laughs> yeah, Everyone for sure. out there. Yeah. Um, whatever you want to say about Duran Duran. I love them. The album art is absolutely oh, iconic. Oh, yeah. That We're going to talk about that. very yeah. famous nail salon art. Oh, yes. it's She is just like a living nail oh, salon. Oh, yeah. She really is. Um, I, I always... I always see I always keep the windows up in my car. Someone wise once said backseat windows up. That's the way I like to drive. <laughs> and it was me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, to each their own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all For good. sure. But I do like a little like a little wind. And you always gotta have a little gust. movement. Oh, especially on the highway. I yeah. made them. Yeah, the highway just wind will just start ride. making for some <laughs> your know. ears explode with the I'm highway. Like, well, I'm the one driving us to Detroit, so That's, yeah, <laughs> you gotta yeah, deal yeah. with this. That's so if the air's sure. too loud, don't yeah. get in the car. Yeah. Exactly. That's the price they had to pay. Um so Duran Duran's a new wave band from England. They formed in 1978, and Rio was their second studio album um, with tracks like Rio and mm-hmm. Hungry Like the Wolf, which is, you know, probably some of their most known. Mm-hmm. That still gets radio play. Oh, yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, yeah, so some really, like, classic cuts off of this album in particular. They also any put song out, I know as they, yeah, Duran Duran. They put out an album last year. Didn't know that. And I listened to it today as I finished my notes because I was like, whoa. Scale it. What do you think? It was great. I got to give it another listen and I'm super sleep deprived and I'm uh, biased to enjoy anything Duran Duran. Yeah. One of us has to be sleep deprived when we record together. Has to be. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. That's the only way it works. Because then the other one can. The other one figures it out. I get to sleep like a baby and (laughs) every single time. Yeah. 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 So my first question uh, is going to be Duran Duran related. Um, Duran Duran was part of the second British invasion, thanks to MTV. In which of the following countries did Rio, the album, hit number one on the charts? Okay, fair. Okay. All right, which one? Was it A, Canada, B, the US, C, the UK, or D, none of the above. Hmm. So in which of the following countries did this album hit number one on the charts? I guess that's me. For some reason, and there is some people who listen from Canada. I'm mad at that Canada answer for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> a, Canada, boo. You're just jealous. Yeah. Um, You're just not a hockey fan. Uh, I am. I'm just <laughs> I am, but... Yeah. So um, a, a Canada, B the US, C the UK, or D none of the above. Um The UK seemingly is hard harder hmm. to get on top, I think. Based on It's where they're from though. Yeah. It's where they're from. I will go with that. I think that's the safe answer. I think it might be the correct answer. I'm going to say uh, it is C from uh, the UK. Okay. UK. Oh, let's see. All right. How about you over there in the cozy corner? Well, 
the U U.S. seems a little obvious if you're bringing up the British invasion. So I'd like to think mm -hmm. that maybe the second British invasion would include more than just us. So I'm going to say A, Canada. Cool. Um, an, a, an A, Canada. Yeah. A, Canada. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that it, it made number one in Canada because it just seems like cold weather music. Oh, Wow. Even though it's that's a take. Yeah, it, it takes Inspired you away from the snow. Yeah, it takes you <laughs> away from the cold okay. weather. Yeah. All right. Takes yeah. you away. Gotcha. Sure. All right. So we got uh Toddy going for Yeah, I went with I went with C, C the, UK. the UK. And I went with A Canada. A, Canada. All right. Well, Toddy, C yes. is not right. <sighs> Sorry, all everybody who counted on me. <laughs> my Ever. apology will be on twitter <laughs> yeah and notarized yeah um but rachel you chose a i chose canada and you're right oh yes. right not wow. only was it number one on the charts in canada also in australia what d d there you go there you go which uh, also more means than I just get, the U.S. It I was get more to do than another us. shout out to slops like I did like slops. we did last week. Two weeks of slops. Two I think of weeks. Australia and I think of slops. Yeah, that's true. Uh, slops the clown. Um, since we're talking about slops the clown, slops the clown has bought things from Brick Body Kids before. Wonderful. Very and I've cool. had to ship them there, and other people have. But I'm just saying, like, that's commitment to a brand. If you're in Australia, that's you're like, so heartwarming. Yeah, yeah. and uh, Slops, uh, they bought a uh, they bought a uh, Cleveland Browns poncho of Ooh, all things. Interesting. Off of me, so shout out two weeks in a row to Slops. Yes, <laughs> two Slops. Point for Slops. Right. Uh, yes. <laughs> slops has more points. Rachel, than you, you can keep, you can keep your points too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So my second question. Um, still on Rio, mm -hmm. still on Duran Duran. While the members had their of the band each had their own impact on style. Think about Nick Rhodes, like very androgynous, like super heavy makeup. Good just, luck. Just a good mm -hmm. look. Good luck. Solid. Good look. Nick Rhodes forever. But yeah, fit, probably mm -hmm. hottest look of the band in my opinion. Love Old. it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they will, I think he also realized that like with music videos, like your image is going to be, you know, seen by like so many other people, like get your style on point and people will remember and like get into it and like, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think that's also what he was thinking, like really recognizable style. Yeah. As is the cover artwork for this album. Oh, we have an art question. Coming yes, up. we got an Yay. art question I'm for the art. I thought, <laughs> thought about her for the yeah. artists. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, um, the design for this album. Who was the artist? Okay. Oh heck! There's oh, one. Heck. Is Rachel about to get more points? <laughs> oh, oh I hope not. Okay, let's see. Only for your sake, Toddy. Okay. I only bounced a little bit. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, I think you're up first. Yeah. Oh. That's great. Is that Read true? Read me my mm -hmm. options. Okay. Yeah. So here come the options. See if I can remember which of those is the one that's coming right. to mind right now. Was it A, George LaPop, B, Patrick Nagel, C, Gerda Wegener, or D, none of the above? 
you're gonna hate that I already know it's Patrick Nagel. It's it's definitely Patrick Nagel. So B, he's very well known mm-hmm. for his for his art style. It was obviously made super famous by Duran Duran, but it also exists all over the country in nail salons everywhere. It's almost freely available for anyone to use for their advertising. So Patrick Nagel is a very, very well-renowned... Solid choice. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, there we go. That's my B. Okay, so that's what you went with. So (laughs) I've never been confident about anything (laughs) in my life, but I will say I've not seen a confidence in an answer and see, so the only thing that I can do with that confidence is literally copy it mm-hmm. like a coward. And <laughs> I would encourage that. I will. I don't have any points. I'm going to go ahead and be a coward. You can have it. And I will agree with Rachel. It is B. Yep. Yay. Solid team effort. Yay. Patrick, wow. I thought a lot Nagel. about that yeah. one. Thought a um, lot about so yes, that one. American artist actually from Dayton, Ohio, Me. I think. Um, with an art deco pop art style famous for the Nagel woman. There we are. There she is. Yep. There she is looking wonderful. Stunning. Noseless. Oh, absolutely. Rachel's up in points again. Yes. Rachel's up in points. I think I have four. Uh, yeah, at least. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you do have four. You do have four. So those were, uh, that, uh, yeah, that's Duran Duran, uh, Memories of Duran Duran, I don't have as many, but I do know that uh, the one time that I went to the West Coast when I was younger, they were playing in Vegas that night, and there was that Duran tracks. Duran. Yeah, <laughs> I think they've been on the casino route for a long time, and I don't mean that as a hell yeah. You gotta do it. You gotta have a <laughs> yeah. gig. That's a that's a daily gig. That's imagine, where their audience is. Imagine that. Imagine having a daily gig, huh? But anyway, <laughs> but we have uh, more cassettes to go over, more thrift finds to go over. Yeah. And so I uh, brought one more. You have one more. Actual item as opposed to all my extra stuff here today. So the second item I brought today is a John Lee Hooker tape. Um, and the album is House of the Blues. Cool. And um, yeah, it's super influential on all rock and roll. Uh, this one man. And as with the art, the music history that he brought to the recording studio, um, my dad's dad is a huge fan, like John Lee Hooker, Bo Diddley, like all those guys. So when I play like this kind of like blues music, I think of him immediately. Um, so it's sort of sentimental that way. And also like very cool of like, oh, like most music can just be related back to like the simple rhythm Mm-hmm. of one song um so this the, the bpms as they say yeah <laughs> um just one dude yeah with the guitar and his foot and his voice so this right here is a cassette um on mca records from 1987 i think i was born that year oh i was born that year yes the year of or toddy um, <laughs> <laughs> but originally this album was released in 1959 by chess um and the songs on this album were recorded in chicago and detroit between 1951 and 1952 i think chess was based in chicago um big blues city for various reasons and yeah like i said 
massively influential artist to all the rock bands of the 60s. Um, You name it, they probably ripped off a bunch of his uh, riffs. Mm -hmm. And that's how music goes sometimes. And how it is, yes. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, so he just does guitars, vocals, and rhythmic, rhythmic stomping. And it seems like it was hard to incorporate, like, other musicians with him because of his just... Like, I just learned how to play this, and this is how I play it. So it's not traditionally... Yeah, yeah. definitely non-traditional. Yeah. yeah. Just learned, just rolls with it. Um, my first question is going to be about the beginning of his recording career. All right, let's try to catch up here. Yeah. <laughs> let's try to catch up here. Do your Shall best, Toddy. Yeah. I got to get this elf, elf back under the thrifty banner it's before Elf leaves my house, and I have to find another deity. He's looking. Yep. He's looking to stay. Yeah, I've got to get that trophy. (laughs) Um, So John Lee Hooker's recording career started in 1948. He was the son of a sharecropper, and he was born in Mississippi. Um, So yeah, he just grew up, like, learning music around him. Ended up uh, north in Detroit, and that's where he was sort of discovered, just playing, basically just, like, playing in, like, bars, like, after work. Um, And they were just like, hey... That's cool. Yeah, we bar like bands you. still mm-hmm. exist to this yeah. day. I mm-hmm. just don't go in bars, so I don't right. know. So then I think at one point he was like, I need to... He changed from an acoustic guitar to an electric guitar because he was like, I want to be louder. I need <laughs> so, more people to yeah. hear me. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so that's where he was kind of discovered, it seems like. And his debut single hit number one on the Billboard R&B charts. That's a whole other conversation. Yeah. Um, what was the song? Okay. All, All right. right. Yeah. I, maybe I can do it. So was it A, Boogie Chillin', B, Boom Boom, C, Dimples, or D, None of the Above? I thought something would be more clear to me when those were read. I wrote these questions. This is entering the super sleep-deprived yes. part of my notes. So you know it's a good it's, you know it's a good question oh, for yeah. sure. <laughs> I think I'm up, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. I'm up. So his debut single, like recorded, hit number one on the Billboard R and B charts. What was the song? A Boogie Chillin', B Boom Boom, C Dimples, or D None of the Above? Uh I thought things would be more clear when I heard those. They are all songs. Yes, by yes, him. yes. I yes. will. I will you add didn't make that. any of them. No, up. no. no that's nice. Up. Yeah. No. That's nice to know. Because I know like a handful, and I there's a few on there that I do at at the very least recall. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna hit the. I'm gonna hit you with that A. I'm gonna hit you with that A. Boogie okay. chillin', and I hope um, A fans at home. Uh, picked A and can we all, all agree, and all, we could yeah. all agree on that. A for agree. A yes. over there. So Rachel, you're up. What do you think? Dimple sounded cute. So I think knowing nothing about this recording artist, um, I would I'm going to choose C Dimple just because okay. it sounds adorable and marketable, kind of. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. At least for that time radio, period, like, for sure. Mm-hmm. For you know, radio play. What do you want to say? Something cute, maybe. You wanna, and you want to you want to create an image, create a visual for the listeners. Yeah. And there C. we are. Dimple. Go on C. C. Well, Toddy, you're right. <gasps> you went I with A. Right. 
Yay. Yay. I got a point. I can be happy for others. Yeah. <laughs> I got a point. And there's a dog so barking outside. There's also, a dog. celebrating. Dog, but I made a dog bark. Brother the cat, are you okay? He's right. probably panicking. I am right with the A, so that means mm-hmm. Rachel. Yeah, you sorry, are wrong. Rachel. I am Incorrect. Wrong. It's a good song, but wasn't the hit there. I'm catching up. One, one point at a time. Yeah. Catch so it was like a partly autobi- autobiographical song. Um, just sort of like stream of consciousness, kind of like a story about a kid whose mom doesn't want him to stay out all night. It's, it's uh-huh. pretty good advice. I guess I didn't realize know? that's what that was. But also yeah, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I can just like a quick snippet. Yeah, there used to be different charts. There were the R&B charts. Um the music industry was divided by race mm-hmm. for very many like oh, aspects cool. of it. Yeah. Sarcasm. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so I just feel like talking about artists like yeah. this is a chance to say like, yeah, they're that's why there was a different like chart topper for a different chart is because they were like, Oh, we'll have to call it something else. So they were like, Okay, we'll call it R and B charts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, and then they were, were like, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. That's uh, a secret code. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yep, cool. and that's that. But uh, Is there anybody, and the answer is almost for sure no, but has anybody, and this is local, this is local, has anybody heard of Scroop Daniels? No. Scroop Daniels. No. Okay. Uh, before the pandemic started, I, I have a buddy who plays like two or three different instruments and he goes to open open mic nights at bars and does this undercover his mm. name is not scroop daniels but he Clearly. goes out there just to like get his shit in see if it works play in front of crowds yeah and he would do this and he would go to the same places on the same nights so like all of nine people would be like oh scroop's here tonight you know we're gonna hear <laughs> a typical scroop's jam and i don't know that he still does that because yeah, but that's a, a great way going. to great way to test out material. Yeah, and if it if it sucks, nobody has to know. So it's just a <laughs> bar. Just, you know, yeah, that, is, that just was publi- thing. Yeah, publish it under your actual name. It wasn't even <laughs> him. He'd like wear a hat and do that, and he'd be like, "I wrote this song yesterday. Uh, I'm Scroop Daniels. See thanks if it for, works. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for coming. Tip your bartender. Clark, you know? yeah. <laughs> rules. Hat on. Half. Yeah, on. yeah, 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 yeah. So anyway, gone. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, I miss open mic nights as a thing. I think they're yeah. coming back, though. Um, my second question, still on this House of Blues, House of the Blues yep. tape. As cassette tapes sparked legal debate over home taping, like I sort of mentioned earlier, um, big rock bands using old blues riffs have also gone to court over, you know, the years. I'm thinking like, cla- like classic rock bands. Yeah. Um, in 1992, Bernard Besman, who was John Lee Hooker's copyright holder, sued which of the following bands over infringing the copyright of the song Boogie Chillin'? Who got sued? Who mm-hmm. got sued for Boogie Chillin'? Who got sued? Okay. Was it A, The Who, B, Led Zeppelin, uh, C, ZZ Top, or D, none of the above. I think that goes to Rachel first, right? I think. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong. So this was a concern about copying a riff from Boogie right. Chillin'? Yeah. Which was, so they're trying to, like, 
under copyright infringement issues. Of those three, which could you read? Could you read them again oh, yeah. for me? We got A, The Who, B, Led Zeppelin, C, ZZ Top, or D, None of the Above. ZZ Top is screaming at me because I feel as they do with their long, long beards. They sure do, <laughs> and they seem like the kind of guys that would one love a song called Boogie Chillin', considering their songs. And two, totally use something that's not theirs and assume no one else would know. That is, both right. of those check out <laughs> in the ZZ Top. Both of those slide out. So I'm going with C, C. ZZ. ZZ. All yes, right. ZZ Top. Uh, All right, the, Rachel. The one that jumped out to me was actually the Who. Because I'm trying to think if those three bands, if any of them did it, because D, none of the above, could be none of those bands. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think who had less hits between those three bands and the reason why i'm doing that is for some reason in my brain it says well whoever has a less hits probably copied would like, be more vulnerable to, to seeing what's up whatever, seeing yeah. what you can do yeah. like what you can get away with now those are all all largely humongous bands so i don't think any of them needed to do it but i'm just saying hit wise because that was the era of like we got to put a hit out we yeah. have to have a hit on like yeah it was like yep. the thing yep yep um and sometimes people accidentally even mm-hmm. steal Very true. too um because like people are inspired by oh music yeah of course you know, like, where did art. i hear that you that's can only awesome arrange yeah. so many progressions yeah, yeah. right because like i know some things that i've done in art where i'm just like oh yeah i like this thing that's why so i'm inspired good. to do it yeah. and then i'm like oh that's like that's not even yours, dude. Um, <laughs> so I am going to go with A, the who. I think no, the who no. is going to be my answer of who went to court. All right. Well, Rachel chose C, and C is correct. Hey, oh, so Boogie sorry. My answer is incorrect. Incorrect. Wow. Imagine those beards in, in, in a courtroom. I think they I, got They so... think they have a lawyer. Yeah, well, I, I mean, think you, know, you don't think they go? I think they go. I think, think they, they gotta go? go. I mean, D. Oh, Snyder went know. to court for that whole for the whole censorship thing, and he was there in full garb. Oh, and I, I would know. like to think that maybe ZZ it Top depends also... on the client. Yeah, because I guess in this case, like I'm it wasn't going. even someone sues me. I'm going. <laughs> I'm go. not going to get the <laughs> chance to be, be there. Sued. <laughs> I'm not going to get a chance to be sued this well again. Right. So I'm going. I guess it was. It wasn't really like John Lee Hooker made. He was like, well, I didn't bring the case. Like. This uh, Bernard Bestman, who yeah. like owned, like actually like pulled all the copyrights on his songs, like he's the one who pulled the lawsuit, and he's like, Hooker was like, ZZ Top and I are like mutually like fine with each other, yeah, actually. Cool. <laughs> so, Shit. and he was like, I based that song off of everything I heard growing up. So uh, actually, it's not really. <laughs> yeah, it's not true. It's not theft. So he's like, it's. Just a continuation like of it. Saying, like, yeah, yeah. it's like it, you maybe did or did not do it, but yeah. it's not like a I'm going. I'm doing. I it. didn't right. claim this for my yeah. own. I didn't put my yeah. flag in it and claim no one else had. But yeah, been so there I guess the end of the story. It was actually unlike. There's um time limits on copyrights. Yeah, and it had already passed its um renewal mm. or whatever. Passed so its prime. that's how that ended. Fair enough. Very nice. And that would be. That's, how your thrift finds that's for the day. all wrapped up over here. Ends, mm-hmm. But uh, pretty good information there. You're always great to have on Keep when we talk long. about music, for yeah. sure. 
our lives just evolved around music. All we wanted was to be in a band. And I knew that when I was 10, 11 years old. Time your parents look at you and say, Oh, that's that's nice, darling, isn't it? That's really nice. Hoping you'll grow out of it. But uh, but with John and I that just wasn't the case. We were um, we were writing our our potential tour schedules when we were sort of 15, 14, 15 years old, where we'd play, trying to figure out how many trucks we would need for all the gear, uh, what kind of lighting we were gonna have, what the tour program would be like, which was of course pure fantasy. But I suppose that determination and the vision that we had even at that time is what led to us forming the band. Neither of us could play anything. I think I picked up a guitar for the first time when I was 14 and started learning to play guitar and John was also learning to play guitar, um, which was the right sort of instrument to play at punk times. I remember going to a uh, punk rock festival at Birmingham Barbarella's, um, an all-day punk festival with John. and. Um, I was looking at the guys on stage in this one band, and I was looking at the chords they were playing on the guitar, and it was this fantastic realization, uh, an epiphany, that um, I could play those chords. And I thought, I could have played that song all the way through. And I got home and I figured it out, and I was right. And at that point, this sort of dream of um, wanting to be in a band, became more of a reality. Rachel, you are up next to share your thrift finds for today. We got we got two tapes left, two which means tapes. four questions for, for, yes. for y'all to hop for, on. Yeah, for us to catch up because you mm -hmm. are beating the bricks off of us. Yeah. Again. I know. I, I'm not sweating. Yeah. Uh, actually, I am sweating. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so uh, when you're a kid with no money and you're going to half price books, which was definitely the place to buy music when I was a kid, you're looking to spend as little as possible, but get the best album for like the cheapest. So the best thing I could find at that age was a compilation tape or CD or anything that had the greatest hits of any artist. Anytime that I could get a tape that spanned several albums and skipped all the tracks that I always wanted to skip, that was key. So I did not thrift this one myself, but this was thrifted and gifted, um, much like clowns. If um, <laughs> if anyone thrifts clowns, uh, they do come to me. Yeah. And uh, the if clown any... keeper, yes. yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I'd like to think Alice Cooper is a little bit, a little bit of a clown. Um, and whenever, when I, whenever Alice Cooper is found in the wild, it's usually gifted back to me, which is very nice. So this was a gift from an old coworker um, who claimed to really like Alice Cooper, but. Clearly, I enjoy him more. Mm. <laughs> and uh, I never understood as a kid how um, greatest hits albums, how the tracks got chosen whenever an artist had been creating music for so long. I never real, I never like could figure out how somebody could narrow down their their discography that that narrow who, and then who says it who says exactly who says this is your greatest hits? When did you, we stop? How yeah. many tracks do we get exactly? But uh, this this tape I in my research I discovered was a greatest hits uh, compiled from just the last three albums uh, released in the 1990s with uh, Epic Records. So this was just sort of a uh, a look back on what he had released with that uh, corporation, as well as a second side of all live versions mm. of very very classic Alice Cooper songs. Very fact, fun, very yeah, fun. Yeah, in fact, the album is called uh, Alice Cooper Classics 
spelled S-I-C-K-S. Ooh. Uh, yeah, he named that himself. He's very smart. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> you don't. So that was that was something that, that made me very excited about this uh, this tape in particular. But with all the live hits that are on here and all of his uh, classic 90s hits on here, there are still some that uh, Alice Cooper is known for that cannot be found on this tape. So which of these large name Alice Cooper hits cannot be found in the classics collection released in 1995? Okay, so... Mm-hmm. So released in 1995, this collection of greatest hits does not include A, Billion Dollar Babies, B, I Love the Dead, C, Feed My Frankenstein, or D, none of the above. They can all be found on the tape. Uh, Lil, you can hit that one first. Hmm. A, Billion Dollar Babies, B, I Love the Dead, C, Feed My Frankenstein, D, None of the above are not available on this tape. I'm going to say Feed My Frankenstein. That is a big hit. That yeah. is, that is. I'm feeling strongly about that one. Feed I, My Frankenstein. And a it's lot fun, of people to, feel fun to say. That song. Yeah, absolutely. It's fun to say. Not mm-hmm. his only Frankenstein based song, too. Interesting. Teenage Frankenstein. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah that's. Mm-hmm. A, I think that's the bigger hit of the two Franks. Or is there more Franks? there might be and i'd be ashamed if i didn't know and i don't know and i am ashamed so you're gonna go with full circle (laughs) of embarrassment circle of embarrassment so so toddy yeah 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 i'll join the circle of embarrassment um could you read the titles yes which of these hits cannot be found in this mix a billion dollar babies b i love the dead c feed my frankenstein or d none of the above they can all be found on this mix um that's kind of fun. That's a fun question because that's like the happiest D ever. Because it's like, no, they're all great. Of course, they're all under the best. <laughs> I don't remember I Love the Dead being seminal. All right. I So that one kind of sticks out to me. I Another uncle, my uncle Craig, matter of fact, uh, when we were growing up, well, when I was growing up, um, he said to me, we, we were listening, we, he would put on like college radio in the car mm-hmm. and college radio in the car in the nineties, in the mid nineties were kind of, yeah, they were still playing that. Absolutely. And he was like, one day you're going to really like Alice Cooper. Oh, and I was like, really? And he's like, yeah. He's like, I think one day you're going to like Alice Cooper. And I'll tell you what. I do like Alice Cooper, not in my top 10, but he was right. I do like uh, Alice Cooper. You didn't Cooper. have to add that. You yeah. didn't have to tell me <laughs> that he wasn't your top 10. I'm <laughs> I'm going to go with B. B. I yeah. love the dead. I love the dead is the answer I'm going to go with. All right, Lil. Um, C is incorrect. Yeah. Feed My Frankenstein, while as popular as it is, is most certainly on this on this tape collection. Yeah. Just yeah. wanted to say that phrase. Yeah. All right, let's see let's see if I can get a point here. Uh Toddy, B, I love the dead is correct. Oh, Yay, look at this. Yes. While, yes. While it is one of my favorite songs to hear him perform live because it goes on for about 20 minutes of him Holy loving the heck. dead, it is not <laughs> On this collection, and of probably because rec- of that, because yeah. of its length. Absolutely. Well, I don't think it's meant to be that long. He just draws <laughs> he just, it out. He just nice loves it. Loves it. Loves it. Yeah. Yes. Loves it. Okay. So there you go, Toddy. You got one. Yeah. 
I got two points in a row, and I think I have a collective of two this episode or three at most. I think you have three. Yeah, three. I want to say you have three. So I could still do this. <laughs> yeah. Well, the next one, uh, I say the word Detroit in it. So that's for you, Lil. Detroit. Oh, hopefully I can cool. represent. So uh, Alice Cooper's go. most recent album release was Detroit Stories. Um, I'm sure it has a longer name than that, but obviously it touches on a lot of urban decay and, and just how, how... How fun. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Just all the bad things about Detroit, I'm sure. Uh, so he will often base things around an entire city, depending on its kind of aesthetic to what he's trying to emote. Um, in his 1978 album, From the Inside, he also dramatized his stay at an asylum following a uh, psychotic break due to his alcoholism. Hell yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> we gotta love psychotic breaks. <laughs> <Yeah>. Woohoo! <laughs> All of the stories told with the characters in this album were based on actual people he met inside the asylum. Jackknife Johnny, oh. uh, something about Beverly Hills, all that. Uh, in I what- just met a guy named Rick. <laughs> did he have not a no cool story he wasn't no. a, wasn't a priest that was horny for the the nurse nun, no. nun nurse no, he's kind of a bully <laughs> what, was it, what was his name rick rick that's yeah anyway uh, in what city was the asylum based in hmm. was the asylum based in a detroit b new york city c los angeles or d a completely different dying city Ooh, Dying City. <laughs> Toddy. Uh, um, talking about death in New York City, um, a very good song, unrelated, but is related to music, is uh, New York City is a Graveyard by oh. the Moldy Peaches. That's hmm. song's probably like 15 years old now. Um, New York City is a Graveyard is a fucking banger, though. Um, in this particular question, uh... I do want to say New York City because so much shit is based on New York City. So like, much. Like everything is just like it's in New York or maybe L.A. Um, so the second I, center of the universe the is L.A. The second center of the universe. In fact, another offshoot of that, uh, um, my uh, person staying with me currently worked on a movie set once upon a time where Jamie Kennedy pitched to have a New Year's Eve ball drop in L.A. because he was like, everything happens in New York. Why can't it happen in L.A.? (laughs) So Jamie Kennedy did this, and they actually did it, and Macy Gray was there, and it was a train wreck. Why can't anything happen in L.A.? And that's why. (laughs) Um, God damn it, Jamie. So I will say B, New York City. All right. Toddy's guess is that uh, Alice Cooper's stay in the 1970s asylum was in New York City. Lil. What city was the asylum in? Was it in A, Detroit, B, New York City, C, Los Angeles, or D, a different city? None of the above. Well, he is from Michigan. I'm going to go with Los Angeles because I know that he spent <laughs> some early years there. Mm-hmm. And I think kind of like, I think, you know, small fish, big pond, whatever. I think yeah. he took the leap, went to L.A., Made it big, and then needed to take some time away, mm-hmm. and was already there. Do we say the word asylum anymore? I don't think so. Asylum almost so. sounds like a. I like think a after refuge. the eighties, that just 
Yeah. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I'm just taking notes so the next time I take a psychotic break, I could use these scary words like <laughs> I went to an asylum. asylum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very chill. Mm-hmm. I'm going with Los Angeles. All right. Well, Toddy, you guessed B, New York City. Yep. And that's correct. Four. Oh, I, think, four I think we're tied. Are we tied? I think we're tied. We're tied. We're tied. That's going yeah. somewhere. The two, Not the with two. me. Uh, so yes, C Los no. Angeles was incorrect, even though warm and popular cities like that are really a hub now for rehab centers and, right. and other money grabs like that. He stayed in New York City and hmm. that's where he met all of the characters for his From the Inside album. Oh. Los Angeles, strange city. Because there's a lot of rich people and there's a lot of poor people. And there's nobody in between. And there's mm-hmm. nobody in between. Man, yep. that's all I have to say about yep. that. It's <laughs> sad. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so those are my those are those are my uh, Alice Cooper adjacent questions. Those are my those are my questions based around my my Godfather of Shock Rock Aww. or whatever they like to call him. Shout He's out Uncle favorite. Craig. Thank you, Uncle Craig. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The Uncle Craig's of the world. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd like to remember who introduced me to Alice Cooper, but I would also like to imagine he was just an idea that yeah. came to me once. I'm going to put... Quite a showman. I'm going to put uh, on Instagram at Thrifty Podcast where you could find all these thrift finds and everything like that. With this week's episode, I'm going to put a, a picture of Uncle Craig in the, in the yes. so you can flip to see Uncle Craig because he's cool. Yeah. <laughs> he's, I like him. He's, he's like the I'd only like person I like. to see what I Uncle like. Craig looks like. <laughs> he's like the only person in my family that I'm like, all right, so I do, I I am born here. Yeah. We are related. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so I do have a second tape as per usual. Yes. And this tape is called uh, simply Horror Sounds of the Night. Hell yeah. It does have an A and a B side. No track list. No paper came on this. This was thrifted from, I believe, the bins. It was in a pile of clothes. One of those where you're in the clothing bins and you find these where they're not supposed to be. That's how I also found an Alice Cooper record that had a journey disc inside instead. Tragic, right? Tragic. Um... But yes, Horror Sounds of the Night. This is a tape that obviously has uh, special sound effects for your spooky season, for your scary times, and your party party houses. Uh, this cassette was released by the Topstone Corporation. Uh, Topstone, though it does not sound super familiar to me now, uh, in the 1950s, it was incredibly iconic in its creation of what specific Halloween novelty? Oh, uh, they were known for manufacturing A, plastic jack-o'-lantern candy buckets, C, false teeth of all kinds. <laughs> Love teeth. <laughs> Love <False> teeth. <laughs> teeth stuff's very, People are weird about teeth, and that's why I think they're cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. no, I agree. Or C, novelty masks. Mm. Or D, none of the above. They didn't manufacture anything and weren't known for anything, and I made up Topstone. Interesting. Uh, so, Toddy. Were they known for manufacturing jack-o'-lantern, candy buckets, false teeth, or masks, or none of those? Uh, fun fact about those jack-o'-lanterns, those, like, yeah, those plastic ones. Um, there was a big manufacturing company in Norfolk, Virginia, mm-hmm. and if you're at a thrift store and you pick one of up and they say Norfolk, Virginia, chances are it's old but not that old. I don't know what new ones look like. Mm-hmm. I don't know what very one, very old ones look like. But that one like dates that to like hmm. the '90s, early 2000s. So, so you're less e- significant. Yes. Um, for the answer to this question, 
Uh, if I get one of these two correct, I I could win the game. So it's important. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with novelty masks. Novelty right. masks is what they were about. I think it makes sense with all the things we're talking about. So I'm gonna say C novelty masks and everybody listening um hope uh hope you're on the c train because or i'm trying to win the episode mm-hmm. all right lil do you think that top stone in the 1950s manufactured iconic jack-o'-lantern candy buckets false teeth or rubber masks i'm gonna go with a because i think those are more prevalent like prevalent yeah true. everyone everyone needs one to go trick-or-treating hey, somebody... not every costume involves a mask or teeth very true i so. mean they could all involve teeth yeah, right but they're i'm going i'm feeling the jack-o'-lanterns all right so toddy you uh-huh. guessed c topstone was known for their novelty rubber masks and that is correct. Let's uh, fucking get it. Yes. Let's so, Toddy, it, All right, it looks like. Elf's getting closer. And let's closer. fucking get it. <laughs> He's closer. Are closer to getting your hand right up that puppet. Yeah, for sure. Oh, he flew to you. Where did <laughs> he, he go? Me, see? <laughs> see you. My hand will travel to this puppet's ass. <laughs> yeah. if, I, if all goes to plan. If all goes to plan, the elf deity will return to Thrifty to be defended in future episodes. Oh, boy. Yes. So, my last question, based on Horror Sounds of the Night, aptly named, uh, the makers of Horror Sounds were presented with a lawsuit by a former associate for allegedly going through with his idea without his credit. Whoa. Right. Uh-oh. The Horror Sound people broke up? They did. Before <laughs> I think you'd find your match there. <laughs> oh, boy. Love isn't real. <laughs> <laughs> he simultaneously released an album that was even similarly named. The title of that album, released parallel to Horror Sounds of the Night, was A. Haunted Horror, B. Haunted Sounds, C. Horror House, or D. None of the above. He thought of a better name. That's what they call cinemas sometimes in LA if they're if they're scary they call Ooh. them horror houses mm. which is kind of cool yeah intrigued well, yes. Lil, yeah you're up low what do you think oh, gosh they're all so varied in their name i know they all got, they all share one <laughs> word with the last one i'm going <laughs> to go with a haunted horror haunted horror all right haunted horror i feel like i've seen that right as Around. a lingering and again alliteration always yeah. nice oh yeah um could you repeat the the question and the answers yes i can okay. the makers of horror sounds were presented with a lawsuit by a former associate for allegedly going through with his idea without his credit he simultaneously released an album that was even similarly named what was the name of that album toddy was it a haunted horror was it b haunted sounds c horror house or D, none of those. He thought of something better. Hmm. We were talking about ZZ Top being in a courtroom mm-hmm. before. Mm-hmm. Imagine this. So a guy comes in. He has like a tape recorder. And he plugs it in. And he goes, judge, listen to this. Hits it. And it's, ooh, chains rattling. Chains <laughs> He's like, got it. You have it? Cool. Okay, listen to this motherfucker stuff. <laughs> ooh, chains <laughs> rattling. And he's like. Who did it? Do I rest my case? (laughs) Um, I'm ZZ Top shakes their head in the background. (laughs) Uh, 
I'm gonna go with B. Horror sounds. Uh, so horror sounds was the original was the name of the tape that I have. Oh. Your options are A. Haunted horror. B. Haunted sounds. That's what I meant. Yeah. Ha- I meant C. I horror meant, ha- I meant haunted. I mean the, sounds. One the they ones that copy copied from. the sounds. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, so Toddy believes it is B. Haunted sounds released parallel to horror sounds, and Lil believes it is haunted horror. Lil, your answer A, haunted horror, is correct. Yes. Lil gets a point. That alliteration yes. the wins. Board. Closer back to me. And Toddy, <laughs> that of course means that you're wrong. Uh. It means that I'm wrong, but I think I've collected enough points. You have mm-hmm. to do what I wanted to do, and I've claimed back <laughs> the trophy. The elf puppet deity for this show. For next week's show, when we, I have another panel, I can now defend this. The problem was if one of y'all folks got it, mm-hmm. I had to pick another one. And I was going to pick the clown from last week's episode, the porcelain, not the porcelain clown, the paper mache clown. Paper mache sh- sitter. But uh, let's get, what's, <laughs> what's the sitter, the paper mache <laughs> sitter. <laughs> Be funny if you were like, it, it, you know how people like you buy cars and you're like this and that. Like if you went to like a clown area and it's like, well, this one's a sitter. <laughs> uh, it sits. Well, well, I'll we have, have you know. We have some sitters over here. I'll have you know whenever I'm in the thrift store and I come across a small piece of furniture that would fit a clown. Oh I do point God. and I do say, look at that clown sitter. <laughs> and then you have to fight off an old woman who's collecting for her doll collection <laughs> for her special sitters but my clowns need the rocking chair they susan need more i'm gonna i'm gonna see if we could get some good elf sounds on the mic Ooh. See if, is it sound fuzzy uh i can't hear it Ooh, but put them up in there what. put them inside <laughs> oh, okay all right so what we got a special request yeah we have a that special a, request uh, that's not you're gonna have to uh, edit so for three so long. for three episodes we've been palling around with this thing oh, so what, no. so so what you're about to hear is Mic one, <laughs> my mic, entering oh, the ass of oh, the puppet. Entering him. We've never done this. Thrifty first. <laughs> oh. Mhm. I'm looking at the levels. Oh. Oh no! Oh. I lost my protection. <laughs> I put oh, that no. microphone. I, I it's put elves the, now. Yeah, I, I put the microphone in elf and uh, the. The, the cover of my microphone came off in the ass. Yikes. <laughs> I was looking at the I was looking at the levels on on the recording uh, on the uh, computer here, and it looks like they recorded fine. Good. We, we may not know, um, but I guess it's time to wrap up this week's episode. I want to thank uh, DJ Lil for returning to the show. Thank uh, you, Rachel Stratton, for returning to the show, and. Uh, both of you did a three-episode run, so that's pretty fun. Um, so next week, uh, we have a, a new panel. But as for this week's episode, we went over cassettes. We usually have two items apiece, and we just all kind of brought a bunch of cassettes out. Ooh. So I'm going to uh, take some pictures of that. And uh, I did win the game. But before we get out of here, I want to know what we have learned this week. Um, I will start off because... I said out loud what I learned um, before this episode was taping. <laughs> right before we went live, I made a final note because uh, the other night I was looking at Weird Al stuff and thought Weird Al was going to do something special. But I <laughs> I couldn't remember what it was because I was stoned. Um, the actual answer is uh, what I've learned this week is Daniel Ratcliffe. 
is going to be Weird Al in a biopic, and it's not the other way around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's so, happening right now. So I've learned that from Rachel. So uh, Daniel Radcliffe, for all those Harry Potter fans, Harry Potter is going to be Weird Al in not the other way around. Weird Al is not going to be Harry Potter. <laughs> so that's what I learned. Um, what did a- anybody else learn anything this week? Well, no matter if you're making actual like music songs or if you're making some actual haunted sounds um you can steal from each other or become (laughs) inspired depending how you phrase it depending on what judge you talk to (laughs) (laughs) well i similarly i learned that somebody can declare a lawsuit on your behalf even if you're really cool with the guys that he's trying to make the lawsuit with that said john lee hooker didn't want to take him to court ZZ Top went to court, but everything turned out fine, and I'm glad to hear that. I'm sorry for anything I said derogatory about ZZ Top. And we both learned, Rachel and I both learned today. We'll put that up in a letter notarized. But if somebody sues you, you don't even have to go to court. You don't have to be there. I Yeah, I want to go. If anybody has the guts to think, <laughs> if anybody out there right now listening has the guts to sue me who thinks I have money, I'm coming to court. <laughs> Get roached.